Hi, this is Ray Park. I play Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon podcast. Check it out, listen, make sure the force is strong. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An Elegant Weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. and gentlemen welcome to an elegant weapon episode 150 my name is jay the jedi ross please excuse me while i flick my bick i sure wish i had some fago to wash that down <laughs> welcome back kids part three motor city comic-con extravaganza 2015 uh, looks like you enjoyed part two, huh? A lot of people enjoyed part two. So thank you very, very, very much to Mr. Dirk Manning for allowing me to participate in the moderation of his right or wrong panel. Smashing success, Fago incident, and all. And now, the wars. That's right. Star Wars. Eccentric, incentric, centric, centricized. The center of this episode is Star Wars. I had a very, very, very honorable, pleasurable, exciting moment over Motor City Comic Con, and it was to meet one of my favorite writers, the man who wrote my Star Wars, John Ostrander. Really, really cool to meet this guy. He has invented so many stories that I have just loved and loved and loved some more over the years. Uh, and we had a really cool chat, chatted about the EU, chatted about Star Wars, comics, and of course, the Suicide Squad, because of course the new Suicide Squad movie is in fact based on his version of the Suicide Squad when he took things over, made them what they were, um, so that's really, really cool, uh, talk a bit about the filming of Suicide Squad going on here in Toronto. Uh, then what do we do after that? Then we get into some elegant weapons. The elegant weapon gets into some elegant weapons with an elegant weapon. That's right. We talked to some lightsaber makers. Uh, that doesn't sound right, though. There should be a better word for lightsaber makers. You know what I mean? Because this is a sabersmith. Let's call them sabersmiths. We're going with that. We talked to a couple of fine, fine sabersmiths. We talked to Aaron over at Solo's Hold, and we talked to Darth Alice. These lightsabers were freaking awesome. You guys have to get on there and check them out. Solo's Hold. 
Darth Alice, go there. There will be links on an elegant weapon. Go click that shit and check it out. Super, super, super cool stuff. I really hope to talk to the guys from Solo's Hold again. Uh, have them on the show another time and really get deep into the construction of the most elegant weapon. So really cool to talk to those guys. That's what we'll get into after Mr. Ostrander. Following that, we have a chat with my Sith brother. Sith brother, Adam Torno. Torno. Uh, Adam does security for the con. Uh, he is the lifeblood of the con. He keeps things rolling, moving, and happy and safe. So, uh, I have a little chat with him, and we talk some Star Wars and such. Uh, he's a Darth Maul guy. That's his favorite, the Darth Maul. So we chat a little about Darth Maul and uh, all the people that he's actually been involved in helping to handle over the years, including Carrie Fisher and a few others. So he's met some cool people. So we chat with him, and then that rounds out the Star Wars portion of the content of the show. And then we close things out. We close things out with good, good friend of the show, Mr. E. Roger Mitchell. You may not know the name yet, but you will know the face. He has been in The Walking Dead. He has been in The Hunger Games. He has been in Anchorman 2. He's got really exciting stuff coming up. He's a fantastic uh, character actor. If you watch The Walking Dead uh, when the governor went nuts and killed all his own people, he's the guy who was like, why are we following you, man? You're nuts. And then the governor turned around and shot him in the face with a shotgun. So uh, That's E. Roger Mitchell, and he is fantastic. He is just oozing positivity and love this guy is. Uh, e. Roger, thank you so much for helping me close out Motor City Comic Con. We will soon have a panel coming for you. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna put up the panel episode where it was me, Drunk on Comics, and Dev from Snake Oil Comics, and we did a podcasting panel. But I, this afternoon, kids, am getting on a plane to head to Denver Comic Con to represent Points of Interest Podcast Network. I'll be meeting up with El Jaquez and the other guy, and we'll be doing it up hardcore. So I have even more. More exciting con extravaganza coming for you from the next few days at Denver Comic Con. Uh, we're going to be in Podcast Peak, which is really, really cool that they're uh, they're starting something like that. So it's our own version of Artist Sally. So it's going to be super duper, super fun. But for now, please enjoy Mr. John Ostrander, Solos Hold, Darth Alice, Adam Torno, and my man, E. Roger Mitchell. We'll see you next year at Motor City. Take it easy. This is the story of Star Wars. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear R2-D2 beep like this. Let's begin now. Kids, I am here with the amazing Mr. John Ostrander. Are you enjoying your weekend, sir? Oh, I'm having a tremendous time. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, the fans are terrific. You know, yeah. uh, I feel very welcomed and uh, uh, very appreciated and right, stuff right, like that. Right. So, and they've been very kind and generous. So that's wonderful. I'm from Toronto, actually. How are you? And I have a lot of friends down here, so mm -hmm. I, I come down. This is my second year doing press here. Mm -hmm. Amazing people in yeah. Michigan. Like they're like a family. It's just amazing. So well, I'm I'm also excited about Toronto because I think that's where they're. Filling Suicide Squad, it is. aren't they? I was going to bring yes. that up. Absolutely. Uh, I saw that you were going to be there, and that was it. I was like, oh my goodness. I must own every Dark Horse, thump, uh, Dark Horse Star Wars comic book. Wow. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Uh, 
did you go to Star Wars, or did Star Wars come to you? Oh no, I well, uh, in terms of the comics, um, I uh, Tim Truman, my friend, was writing some Star Wars comics at the time. He was going to take a break because he had to go somewhere, and then he recommended me. Uh, but in terms of Star Wars itself as an entity, I was a fan before the first movie came out. Okay. Because uh, I had come across the uh, novelization oh, okay. uh, yeah. at my local comic book store. I thought it looked interesting, so I thought I'd pick it up and read it. And um, I thought, well, this is kind of cool. You know, if they can get even half of what's in the book on the screen, it might be yeah. very interesting. And, of course, they got 200% of what was in the book. Sure. Um, on the, on the screen, so I I saw that. Of course, I've been a Star Wars fan ever since. And did you just hear? Hey, uh, did you was it like? Oh, I hear Dark Horse is going to make some comics. And no, I, I no, I, I knew they were doing it. In fact, I was reading them. Uh, and like I said, my friend, uh, yeah. my friend Tim Truman, um, helped me get a a shot at doing it. Right. And after I did my first arc, uh, Tim then said, "Well, I got to go off and do some of these other things." Dark Horse liked it, what I did well enough to um, to hire me some more. So how much freedom goes into writing Star Wars? Because obviously there's a certain, you know, rules or etiquettes you've got to follow as far as canon. Mm-hmm. Was it difficult for you or were they kind of like go nuts? Or? It wasn't as difficult for uh, Jan Dersman, my artist, right. me, because A, we were both heavy-duty Star Wars fans to begin with, but also um, Lucasfilm licensing, who you... Now, the... The process is not only do you have to get approval from your editor, but then you have to get approval from Lucasfilm licensing at every stage, you know, like the plotting, the pencils, the scripting, uh, and so on. But Lucasfilm licensing very, very quickly learned that uh, Jan and I knew Star Wars, that that we could be trusted Big with it, and um, I don't think we ever had a storyline rejected, and oh, right. and actually very few notes most of the time because. We knew our stuff, and they trusted what we were doing, even though sometimes we would go somewhat too far afield, like um, like Legacy. Yes. You yes. know, you know, like, hi, we want to do something 100 years beyond anything. Yeah. We want a new Skywalker, new Empire. They let us do all that. That's they cool. let us go to the dawn of the Jedi. That was so good. Thank oh, you. sir, it was so good. It was a thrill to see. Like, <laughs> And then they let me do um, Agent of the Empire. Yep. James Bond meets Star Wars, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's how I sold it. You know, I, I, it's uh, how do you feel about everything that's gone? Like it's it's been hard for me in the beginning as a huge EU fan to come to terms with now it's Legends and it's its own thing. But I've actually started to appreciate. Here's a chance for new stories, mm-hmm. a new outlook. How do you feel about the whole? Uh, frankly, I think that they needed to scrape the barnacles off the bottom of the boat in order to make it work better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, when you're extended universe, well, that means you're not a canon, you know, a list yes. canon. Yeah. You know, we're always somewhere for the BCD, whatever we were. Yeah. Uh, and so it it doesn't matter, you know. Like, I mean, we weren't hard past canon, and the stories are still out there. Marvel has reprinted a couple of mine already, so um, it's just a different labeling. And for any fan, hey, pick your own continuity. Absolutely. It's, it was just so hard because, I mean, you're talking like 20 years of yeah. that was Star Wars to us. That's what kept it going, you know? We'd only have ever had three movies if it weren't for guys like you, right? Yeah, I know. So. But, uh, and I think Dark Horse deserves a lot of credit because 
uh, Dark Empire was one of the things that brought the whole Star Wars brand back mm-hmm. because it would it fall into the doldrums. You know, like, uh, nobody was doing much or really much interested. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the novels and the comics are out, creating new interest yeah. in it. So I think Dark Horse in particular deserves a lot of credit for having done that. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, beautiful stuff that came out of there. So it's kind of hard to accept. I like what they're doing now. The new Marvel stuff has been fun. Uh-huh. I'm thinking a lot of getting used to because I'm so used to yeah. you know, the Dark Horse works. But it's been good. It's been yeah. fun. And I appreciate that they actually are picking and choosing a few things from your universe and your stories. You yeah. know, it's not completely we have to ignore that. No. You know, there's been characters like Quinlan Voss showing up in the Clone Wars cartoon yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. you know, it's Halo showing up in the movies. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Although so. I boy, I mean, okay, I knew they were gonna kill her. Okay, that was a fine thing. <laughs> but then they shoot her in the back and then they keep shooting her when she's down. Now that's just yeah. wrong. <laughs> that's a little overboard. Yeah, eh? I mean, come on. Yeah. So, as you mentioned before, it is very exciting. Suicide Squad is filming in Toronto. Yep. Uh, it's been really exciting buzz in the city. Because they're doing a strange thing where it's not super secret. Like, our news stations are allowed on set to film them while they're filming. And I don't... They don't usually do that kind of thing. So, it must be thrilling for you to see what's pretty much your version of Suicide Squad kind of, you know, being interpreted this way. It's exciting? Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, this past week or so... They also added a little tribute to me. Uh, they named the building the John F. Ostrander Federal Building. I saw that. Yeah, I know. That's hysterical. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah, that's got to be fantastic. Have you always been a writer? Like, were you a little kid who was like, I got to write? Well, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I did write things when I was a kid. Uh, then I, for a while, I wanted to be an actor uh, and studied acting in Chicago. Um, I was part of the Chicago acting theater scene. Uh, for for a good while, until uh, I started writing comics and realized I could actually make a living off of that, which I really wasn't doing with theater. And um, there finally came a point where I just said, "Acting's nice. I don't want to do it anymore. I just want to write." So, so, but I've also written plays and stuff as well. So. Oh, that's fun. Have you always been into comics, though? God, I think as long as I can remember. Uh, back in grade school, I was in a Catholic grade school. And there was this thing called Treasure Chest, which is what I... Now, my mother read Frederick... Or heard about Frederick Wortham and his things and believed him. So I wasn't allowed to read superhero comics, which meant, of course, I collected them on the slide. (laughs) Of course. So... so. Uh, um, When you're writing something like Legacy, do you have to consciously say, ignore any kind of pressures and just make up what you want? Or... Do you feel like you can fully free and just be like, I'm going to go nuts and like I get to name a new Skywalker and I tell you what happened to the Jedi, you know? Well, we tell you, uh, we do what what's necessary for the story. And that's what Lucasfilm Licensing always recognizes, that we did what we needed to do for the story. Um, and to say, see, the thing with Legacy for me is the thing, I didn't want George Lucas to go back and tell me what happened before the the first trilogy. I wanted to find out what happened next. Right. So that's what we were doing. We told yeah. you what happened next. Right. What happened further down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, if you wanted sort of like uh, Star Wars The Next Generation. You know, like, I, I, to, to borrow from Star Trek, which I know is blasphemy for some Star Wars fans. Not at all. Not this one. Okay. <laughs> I think we can completely both exist in this world happily together. So, you know, Legacy was a lot of fun. It was really interesting where you went with stuff and uh, you know just Darth Crate and everything was 
really cool ideas, you know, so I appreciated that whole line, you know. I loved Dawn of the Jedi because I love chronology yep. and history, mm-hmm. and I, I just, I didn't know what was going to happen. I heard Dawn of the Jedi was going to come out, and I was just like, I have no idea where they were going to go with this. Uh-huh. And then where you went, I was completely unexpected, you know. You almost added more mystery to it. Yes. You know, with the Tython and the pyramid ships that just gathered Jedi. Yes. And, brought them like where did that come from it almost opened more questions to the past and I love that well that's that's part of what you do I mean uh, people have questions they want answered so you do but then you but then hopefully each answer raises five more questions which is it yeah it and is, yeah. and that just makes people want to read more mm-hmm. so do you think you're done with the Star Wars then you think you might ever I may be for now um, Marvel's doing what they want to do I, uh, they're they're not hiring me right now. They're not looking to me. But I also understand that because they want to create something new. They want to create a new, Im- you know, you know, like a new impact. So they need. They feel right now they need new people yeah. uh, uh, in order to do that, and that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Would you be happy to get back in there and kind of go with the mold that they're, you know, going? I, uh, if they were interested in having me, I'd be interested in trying. That's cool. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'll also say that Jan Dersman who's mainly my artist, she and I are also trying to work up our own property, right. um, which we hopefully will announce before the end of the summer. But And we're hoping that those who are our fans on Star Wars will be interested in this as well, because we're sort of taking what we've learned from Star Wars and making a new universe. Really. Oh, very so, cool. And so that's, that's the thing. When you're a writer, you know, just yeah. taking nothing and turning it into an entire universe. And it'll be ours. Yes, you know, yes. It's something yes. that we control ourselves. Right. Mark McKenna is a... I'm not sure if you're familiar with Mark McKenna. Yeah, sure. A uh, good friend of the show. And uh, I asked him the same question. I was like, you think you'll ever get back in there? He's like, no. Like, I think they're, they're just going to do their thing. I don't think yeah. they'll ever go backwards now, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I sort of think they, they won't either. But I, I've also learned never say never. Right, yeah, especially in this world. Like, Who ever thought we would see the Suicide Squad? Yeah, as a film? movie. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, insane. It's absolutely nuts. It's great. Uh, sir, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I know okay. I'll let you talk to your fans. But I really, really appreciate you uh, speaking with me here. Oh, that's fine. I, you know, even if it's done Star Wars for you, thank God it's all there and that you did do it. And, and it's still out there in print somewhere. You yeah, know, so. kids, do not ignore the expanded universe, even though now you've got something new coming. Because, like, like 20 years of you, gender, and all these amazing people have put so much work into the EU. Pick it up, still read it, and it's fantastic stuff. So, uh, Mr. Ostrander, an absolute pleasure to meet Thank you. you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a Motor City Comic Con. I've been going to Comic Cons for near 20 years now, and I had to stop buying lightsabers at conventions probably about five or six years ago just because I had them all. Couldn't find any. Then I walk into Motor City Comic Con, and look who's here. Solo's Hold. Tell us about it, sir. Do you guys do smaller cons? I'm sorry? Do you guys do smaller cons? No, this is, uh, this is the only con we've done so far. Really? Yeah. We want to get a smaller con going on Down River and Lincoln Park, so send me an email, okay? I will. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, right here. If you throw your own con, try not to interrupt interviews if you do. All right. Sorry. <laughs> what can I tell you about Motor City Comic Con? It is massive. 
it's awesome. Um, the Rebel Legion's here. The 501st is here. Uh, we got Darth Dallas Sabres is here. I see a lot of the guys from the R2-D2 Builders Club that are here. It's a nice Star Wars a year. But tell me about Solo's Hold. When did this start? When did you get into this? When did you start making custom lightsabers? Solo's Hold established uh, roughly three years ago as an official brand. Um, I've been a huge Star Wars fan my whole life, ever since the original trilogy. And uh, it's one of those things that I'm so passionate about. I, you know, Everybody's got to build their own lightsaber at some point. So I got my hands dirty. I built a lightsaber. And I started building some custom display pieces, stands for lightsabers, and uh, people started seeing them, and they wanted some, and it kind of one thing led to another, and uh, I just kind of dove in with both feet, and I've been designing and machining hilts and custom sabers for a couple of years now. Uh, right on. Did you uh, did did you do anything before making sabers that like you had these skills, or did you have to learn to do this to make the sabers? No, I was a machinist for uh, well, better part of two decades, and I was a CAD designer in the aerospace, automotive, motorcycle industry. Okay. And uh, I come from a long manufacturing background. Uh, my family owned an aluminum products uh, manufacturing factory um, outside of Lansing, Michigan, for 48 years, and. Uh, I mean, I grew up in that shop. I grew up in that machine shop. I grew up on the floor of the factory. So it's kind of... It's a pretty natural progression for you then. part yeah, of who yeah. I am, yeah. Cool. I was born into it. So what was the first one you made? Like, what was your first attempt? Uh, first attempt, I, hmm, custom one? Well, let's see. Uh, the first, what I would call a really, like, the cannon saber was the Force Unleashed 2 trailer promo saber from, uh, that Galen Merrick had two of them of in the Force Unleashed to yeah, the yeah. promotional trailer. Um, and that started, I, Darth Dallas called me up one day. I met him on uh, the ImperialRoyalArms.com. And he said, hey, I got a project I, I want to know if you're interested in doing with me. And I said, sure. So he drew up some blueprints and some stuff. Okay. We we poured over the material, the source material, the, the posters, right, the so trailer. Right and uh, it was kind of, we you know, referenced it. I went into the computer, I modeled it up, I prototyped it a couple times, different parts, went out, showed it, and uh, people enjoyed it. And, you know, the whole idea was to make it as canon accurate to that as, as it was. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, well, you got it. You got you to go for the authenticity of the whole thing, right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're going to do it, you got to do it to the best possible. Do it or don't do it at all. Do exactly. it right or not at all. Absolutely. What Yoda said. Yes. So why don't you uh, take us through your lineup and your repertoire of what you've actually got here? And Because uh, I see you've got trainers that you make yep. and a little more custom. Uh, like how many pieces would you say is in your lineup? Uh, right now, just two. Okay. Um, I did. I just finished up a run of the Asajj Ventress, what I call it the Force Witch. Yeah, it looks good. Um, yeah. I only did 20 of those, 28 of those, I'm sorry. And it was uh, a run that I did on the Imperial Royal Arms. But I've also got uh, one of the prototypes from the Force Unleashed 2. I think I might be doing a popular demand run. Uh, I get a lot of guys ask me for them, you know, and uh, right I did go back in the last year and I revised the Crystal Chamber and some of the other parts for it. And I worked with another company called Goth Custom Sabres out of France, designing some of the 3D printed parts uh, for the electronics. All right. Because we all know the electronics, they, the tech changes super, super fast. Right. So it's yeah. one of those things you got to stay on top of and uh, try to bring, you know, yeah. So it's not just me. It's I collaborate with other artists and the tech designers like Irv from Plector Labs and I, uh, um, Nigon from Nigon Electri uh, Electronics and uh, Justin Marshall for the Tricree 
uh, XPE2, which is the new hottest, brightest, baddest, most sick, you know. Right on. And, so, and I, I work with another artist called Obi Shane. He does all my custom blades, and he's probably one of the most... The guy is just... The work that he does is, is like, flawless. He's, like, a huge inspiration to me. The guy knows everything about the extended universe. He knows about canon. He, I mean, his eye for detail is just... It's amazing. So right, I've right. been working with him a lot. But I'll get back to the lineup. I've yeah. got... Uh, over the last couple of years, I went into making uh, more of affordable budget model... Um, Stunt saber, or what started off as a stunt saber, and it kind of developed into a fully scalable uh, lightsaber where you could start off as a stunt, you can move it all the way up into all, the petite crouton, which is a upper mid range level uh, soundboard where you can have full color mixing. Um, the guys from the TPLA, Chad Ironmonger, who runs that, he, uh, I went over and I, I, we talked about what would make a really great training saber. You know, and mm-hmm. I have kids, and a lot of kids come and take his classes. So I went back to the drawing board. I prototyped a bunch of times. You know what I thought would make a good size saber that could pack everything that we'd want to use into it inside of it, and uh, make all the kits available for the guys who like to do it themselves. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, so you can go to my website. You can buy you can all the parts, stuff, yeah, and oh, you can put it together. Right on, yeah. right on. That's so, super cool. And I, right, so everything's yeah. gonna come. Yeah. With a lot of people will so see uh, like just my Force FX, like Master right. replicas, and, then, you know, and they're amazed by these. And I always tell people, I'm like, you don't even know what's going on out there between you and like Ultra Sabers, Saber Force, Park Blade Sabers. It's an insane like little. Cult thing that's began, and you guys do amazing work, all of you. This stuff's beautiful, so people, you got to get out there, and you got to check out what's actually happening in the lightsaber world. They're all stunt ready, right? So people, it's so much more fun than just going and buying one from the store and get something custom, and you know, kind of have your name on it, sort of thing, you know. So, basic stuff. What's your favorite lightsaber from the movies? Right now, well, from the movies, would probably have to be the Luke version two. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I'm working on with a couple of guys on making a small production run of what's hopefully going to be the most canon version of it that's available as a fan sculpt. Um, at a celebration just a couple weeks ago, it was unveiled that uh, Allinger had and has had in the possession his possession. Uh, who I think he oh, is co-owner of Prop Store. Okay. Um, he has owned the actual V2. All this time, so and I, really? yeah, I've talked with some other guys from the RPF. He's given me some source material that hasn't surfaced yet. Wow! Um, so I'm going in. I'm going into the computer. I'm designing it. We're gonna proof it. We're gonna prototype it. We're gonna do a, a small collector run of it. Right. So right now, that's my favorite. Prior to that, it was the Asajj Ventress. Um, it's a good saber, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Dooku myself yeah. too. The curved hilts are nice, you know. There's a there's a cool like fencing feel to them, you know. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, super super cool. Yeah. Um, so what about we we're uh, website and stuff? So sales at solohold.com. That's my email. All right. www.solohold. Solos hold. I'm sorry, kids. I, I'm not completely sobered up this morning yet. We're trying to get through this, and I'm all hot and sweaty and drunk and shit. But that's okay. But I'm going to put all these links up on my website anyway, so everybody's going to be able to see. And you have to go see, kids. You have to see this beautiful stuff. 
And uh, this is combat-ready stuff. Yes, This absolutely. is not some flimsy little toy that you're going to have. You can go with these, right? No, that's right. I, everything that I build, I, we actually go and we field test it. We beat it against concrete. We beat it against rocks. We show what it's really made of. And, and part of the engineering behind everything, you know, I take my experience prior to building lightsabers and other props, and, and I bring it into everything that I build. I kind of over-engineer everything I do. Okay. You know? Yeah. A lot of guys go, oh man, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's a, a little unnecessary. Well, I don't. There's a term in the saber world when it comes to combat as it's either a shelf queen or it's a full-on con full contact dueler. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I kind of like take them both, make them into one. If you right. want to beat the hell out of something or each other or you know do lightsaber combat or beat it against rocks, you can do that, and it's going to stand the test of time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, not yeah. a lot of guys do that. They say It's that. an investment, you know? Yeah. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. There's collectors out there, and the collector market's pretty strange because um, there's officially licensed, and there's what we refer to as the fan sculpts, which in a fan sculpt situation, from a business standpoint, a fan is going to be far more passionate about the prop that he's building. You know, he's going to pour his heart and soul into it. He's going to, you know, it's not necessarily you're not going to make... 10,000 of these things and box them and sell them at the store, full big box right. retail. This is kind of one of those things where I concentrate on the quality of what I'm making and I do a very small numbers of it, limited editions. Um, it's kind of, it, it's, it's special. Right, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. I want it's one to of a kind. It's unique, it's, yeah. it's your stamp, it's your piece of art. And yeah. these are fucking art, man. Absolutely beautiful pieces of art. Well, thank you. So fantastic. Thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us. Actually, I just realized I have a one custom I have is really cool. Do you remember in episode two when uh, they freed Anakin from the in the arena mm -hmm. and then they throw him a spare lightsaber? Yes. And that lightsaber he's holding is the one he's holding when he gets his arm cut off by Dooku at the end. Yes. I bought off eBay a custom replica of that lightsaber. Oh, killer. Yeah, it's not a FX or anything. It's pure, just solid, Full heavy, yeah, yeah, aluminum piece. That's awesome. But still, it's it's really cool that there's you guys are all out here doing this amazing shit, you know? So for guys like me who have been obsessed with lightsabers since they were three years old, it's, it's, it's not a cheap habit, kids. But it's worth every penny if you get into it. You know what I mean? So, uh, again, awesome, man. Thank Thanks you. so much. Check out solosold.com. Beautiful stuff. Booyah. Lightsabers, lightsabers, and more lightsabers. Now we're with Darth Alice Lightsabers. How's it going? Going well. Tell us a bit about who you are and what you do. I'm just a guy that started out in my shop a few years ago building sabers and pretty much for my own entertainment, and I found more and more people like the designs, and I got to the point where I started wanting to engineer things that nobody's done in a lot faster time frame. So nowadays, I've got full lathe, full little mini machine shop access right. now, and I mainly do custom requests. I can pretty much build just about anything canon that somebody wants, which I try to stay away from. I'm more into non-canon. You prefer to be unique. Yeah, sure. try to be different. Yeah. And um, again... Turnaround times, I always stay within 90 to 120 days nice. from the time you hire me to the time it's in your hand, ready to go. Right on. That's, that's you know, a nice service. So tell us a bit about the product and your, your designs and stuff, because I see you've gone hardcore. You've gone old school. You've got the, the brass up, like, like power pack lightsabers. You've got katana blades. Like, do tell. Just, you know. Well, <laughs> when you really look at the, uh, the origins that George Lucas really came from for Star Wars, the first series, he really focused on Kurosawa work, you know, his work with the Seven Samurai, 
Well, when you look at the uniforms, the obis, all of that looks very traditional samurai Japanese. Yep. Well, then when you look at the expanded universe, you see katanas being welded in force blades by Jedi. Yep. Well, I thought, you know what? Nobody has really made a cool-looking katana that actually feels like the real thing, looks like the real thing. So after five different versions of this, this is the oh, final. Right on. Yeah, I built four other ones before this for versions. Okay, cool. And this is the fifth prototype of it. Nice. And these are really engineered for full contact dueling. I can build them either as a stunt for a relatively low cost, or we can go full-blown sound, even exposed crystal chamber if somebody wants that. Oh, right on. You know, kind of like this one yeah, right here. Yeah, the crystal views, right? Yeah, look at this. Oh, it's, oh nice. It just pops right open. Yeah, it's a sliding reveal crystal chamber. Oh, wow, that's cool. I wish you could see this, kids. We'll get pictures and put them on the website for sure. Oh, you've great. also gone ahead and uh, what's this? What are these? Are these acrylic blades or like what's the deal there? Yeah, they're custom blades from a gentleman on Facebook called Ripper Sabers or Gary Ripper. And what he does, he builds traditional style katana blades. He can do the the Rizla black blade. He makes that style. He does the white pike blades. You name it. Well, I originally commissioned him to make me a uh, katana blade to go with one of these for the show. Well, instead of just sending me one blade, he sent me one along for the two-sided broadsword, too. Oh, the two-handed okay. broadsword. Right. So I got two blades out of the guy. That looks neat, though. And uh, he does beautiful work. He's highly recommended. Very cool. So uh, when did you, you just always been into Star Wars since back in the day? And this yeah, and I, I was nine years old when I first saw the uh, first saw A and H in '77, and a week later I had a lightsaber. Nice. I had to make one. Yeah, and then a couple weeks. The Power later, of the Force ones. Remember the? No, this was all it was was a little two cell flashlight. I got the black one with the white piece of plastic that goes on. Oh, I got okay. that one too. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. But then they came out uh, at Jedi. They had, uh, I think they were called just the force lightsabers the two no they were a big plastic handle and when you whipped them the air went through them and it kind of made a sound you know what i mean so as i asked uh over at solo's hold what is your favorite film lightsaber my favorite film lightsabers probably from the from the films themselves i would say the graflex obviously you know the the a new hope graflex um ESB Graflex, I love either one. You know, it's right. the iconic first thing we saw as kids and went, right up. Yeah, yeah. And it's, got, it's got that clunk to it, too. You yes. know, it's like when they yes. were, like, heavier and stuff. Yes. It's absolutely nuts in here today. Yes. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Uh, hopefully, I can maybe get you on the show and uh, over the Skype or something, and maybe we can talk at length a little more about the whole thing, because I love what you got going on here. Is it just DarthAllis.com? Uh, Tell us about where they can see it and everything. Well, actually, I don't have a website. Okay. It seems like with Facebook, I get more than enough commissions off of that. I'm okay. on Imperial Royal Arms Forum. I get a lot of work from there. And a lot of the work I'm doing is repeats. A lot of my customers are people that just keep hiring me over and over and over right again on. to build them a saver. Which That's proof in your quality of work then. If any of those guys are listening, thank you again. <laughs> and your stuff's almost done if you're waiting. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. It'll get to you soon. Seriously. Yeah. Darth Alice Sabers on Facebook. That's how you get hold of me the okay. easiest way. Right on. I'll find it. We'll put the link on an elegantweapon.ca, kids. An elegant weapon indeed. And these are elegant weapons, sir. You do absolutely beautiful work. So thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us about it. Thank you. Good times. I'm podcasting with Adam Toe, and Adam Toe is security here at Motor City Comic Con, but so 
much more. My name's Adam Torno. Torno? That's my name. Yeah, I'm a giant podhead. Who got That's your all name right. Wrong. I'm sorry, brother. You're a podhead. I'm a podhead. I like that. I like no, that. All right. So we met last year here doing your thing. Uh, you are absolutely the lifeblood of this Comic-Con. Shit would not go down without the likes of you, and you know it. Thank you. Uh, but we bonded over the star of the wars, of course. The wars. Yeah, good times, man. And you are a bit of a Darth Maul fanatic. Yeah. Why is he your guy? Is this your guy? Yeah. yeah. Well, for many reasons. One, the first time we've seen a variation in a lightsaber. True. I mean, through the whole saga. It was right the first on. time we really saw and it yeah. was like, whoa. Yeah. The whole scheme, the red and black. Red and black are my two favorite colors in the world. So, he's already got my favorite colors. He's got a <laughs> badass lightsaber. Yeah. And it's Ray Park, who's a personal hero of mine. Right, because you're, you're a martial arts Yes, fellow, yes, yeah. yes. How long were you doing that? Uh, I did karate like 10 years. I did taekwondo about four years. Just on and off throughout my whole life. So. Right on, man. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, and Ray Park's Ray Park, so I mean. Such a good dude, too. I met him at the Toronto Fan Expo there last year, and uh, he's always willing to talk about the whole thing. He'll jump up out of his seat, do a couple Yeah, yeah shit, break out some that. lightsabers yeah, yeah. and start fighting someone in the totally, crowd. I've man. seen him do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's been the highlight of this weekend for you? You. Oh? You. You're too silly. No, you. You're too silly. No. Making me blush and shit, No, come man. on. Absolutely. Okay, other than me, what's been your highlight? The Walking Dead cast. Absolutely. The Walking you Dead cast. You got to do a lot of chauffeuring. I got to do a lot of chauffeuring, catering to their every need. Yeah. Sometimes it got a little out of hand, but it was definitely worth it, you know? Oh, well, dude, you know, they need individuals like you to make this shit happen, or it wouldn't. You know what I mean? So... It's, on the down low, right. I just got a little tip. Right. That after the release of the new movie, yes. they might be focusing on a Star Wars theme Comic Con next year. Here? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Should we even be talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> don't make but me it's hard to not talk about oh it. Oh my god. A Michigan I, I, Star I, Wars Con? I said something about the lack of Star Wars people this year. Just Jeremy Bullock. Oh, the only you mean guess why? Yes, yeah, there's yes, only yes. Jeremy Bullock yes, here. Yes. And I asked why because mm. it's it's a con and there's no Star Wars. And they said because of the release of the new movie, they think they're going to try to focus, just save it for next year, right? And just do what they can about do, doing the same thing like a Walking Dead theme. But a Star Wars theme. Get as many Star Wars guests as they can. And you know you're going to be like Ray Park, Moscom, Carrie Fisher. Oh man, Billy D. Williams. Who, you, you, I myself you, you handled Carrie. I Fisher. did handle Carrie Fisher, and it was amazing. Yeah. I've uh, um, Peter Mayhew, Billy D. Williams, uh, Ray Park, Carrie Fisher. I've met quite a few. Yeah, man, you're adding. I up. want Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's. I a, want to talk to Mark Hamill yeah. like you would never believe. It's, you know, he yeah. didn't do cons for so long, and then he started doing the voiceovers with the Batman and whatnot. Joker, and then of he, yeah. he started, he started, you know, doing this. And then once you do it, you can't not love it. So yeah, yeah. they even got Harrison Ford to do a con a couple years ago. So I mean, right. the, so the movie. Wait, is it, I keep getting confused. Is the movie this Christmas or next? This Christmas. Christmas. This Christmas. Yes, this Christmas. Meaning it'll be out in full force. By the time this rolls around, this yes. Time by the next time year. next spring, oh, the movie will have just been out. You know, a few months. Probably yeah. not even to video yet, so, yeah. you know, why How not? How are we going to do this? Do I have to drive to Michigan just to see this movie with you? How the fuck are we going to handle it? We ha you know what we have to do? This is what we're going to do, okay? All right. We're going to figure out theaters wherever we're going to see it. You see it here. I see it at home. But we get the right time and day. 
So we're both in the theater at the and same so time. Think, whether we're in the same theater together or not, or we're not. watching we're the watching same movie at the same, at the same time, time. And then we will talk to shit leave, out of the wars. We can leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And call each other immediately yeah. after. Yes, it is a plan, my brother. Uh, yeah. It is a plan. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that sounds good like, times. Where are you off to now? Are you just wandering? Um, Wait till they I, beckon you? No, there's. Okay, I took my. We're all, all the guests are getting ready to leave. Their flights vary from, say, you know, noon today till 5 p.m. today. So. Oh, really? So I better, uh, I better chat with one or two before they take off yes, if I can. Absolutely. Anybody you're looking forward to talking to, yeah. you never know when they're skirting today. So. Everybody, my brother Adam Torno here. Adam Torno, that's me. Is the guys you need to appreciate. The reason you go to Comic-Cons and have the great fucking time that you do are because because of wonderful, dedicated bastards like you who make this shit happen. So, thank you. Thank you. everyone involved in anything. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I love you. I love you, brother. I love you. I, I love you. Hi, <laughs> E. Roger Mitchell. What's up, buddy? How you doing? You help me close this shit out or what? Yeah, we're going to close this sh- out. <laughs> you got you to keep up appearances. I understand, man. Yeah. Good weekend, brother. It's a good weekend, man. I'm glad to be here. I met some great, great folks. I learned a lot, as usual, from the big dogs. Right on. And uh, I'm going to go home and do my push-ups. Right on. come back strong. Love you know that. Great inspiration, right? <laughs> How was the panel? The panel was awesome. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. How was Scotty, man? Scott Wilson, Chad Colvin, Larry Gilliard, and we all... And my, what's my, I forget my other man's name. Not to disrespect. No, but yeah, mother dude. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Bonjour. Yeah. And we had a great time, man. That's good, man. Great, great time. I mean, you know, I don't get to do it all, a lot of it. Right, right. But that's for the books. Yeah, man. And I actually good. make the people laugh a little bit. I saw that. Too. Wow, right? Oh, me? Yeah. They laugh. No, man. I mean, I'm, I'm right. Deadpan, deadpan. But it worked. I loved it, man. I was just thankful to be there. They included me. Of course, man. Why I not? Mean, You're part of the family, man. Now I, well, I knew it. Yeah. But it's, it's been a little bit more crystallized. That's good. Man. So I appreciate that. That's you know what I'm saying? Fantastic. Well, you're part of something very special, man. It's going to yeah. last the test of time, man. I like, don't know what they. I don't know how they're going to stop it. Walking Dead changed television, man. It changed, it changed television. The game. I agree. It absolutely. It, it stepped. It raised the bar to such an extent. Yeah. That now look, we've got to go beyond cable. The only exactly. way to compete with The Walking exactly. Dead is shit like Daredevil, and right. going on to this crazy right. new idea of 13-hour movies that people can sit down and watch in one right. run. Like right. that's what everybody did. Daredevil comes out, just roll all just the way through. Yeah, Daredevil was awesome. Too. Yeah, you did see it, eh? Um, so I'm, I'm almost finished. I gotta get, right. I gotta keep up, but oh, I know man. about it. I love, I love the way you came to see me. Thank you for coming course, to see man. me. Man, I would have missed you. Thank man. you for coming to see me because I was like, ah. And, and, and then the cool thing is we're already in it and we're doing it. Oh, yeah, man. Hell, yeah. That's how I like to roll, you know. Keep I things like natural that. and keep people yeah. comfy. No, I mean, man. So when did you start acting, exactly. eh, Roger? Don't ask me that question again. <laughs> Do it like this guy's yeah, doing man, it. Man. And we're just in it and being, you know, organic and living life, man. Well, when you're such a cool dude, man, it's, it's really easy really? to do, you Think know? The... I, I kind of think so, I man. do okay. Yeah, you kind of cool. Right. It takes one to know Dude, one, I was though. so excited. I told you this. I was so excited <laughs> when I saw you here, man. But I saw you. you. I was like, I know that. him. Wait, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. No, no I knew. I saw when that schedule came out, and I saw your name on yeah. there. I was like, fucking right. I'm and they added me to it, like, early on. And I was like, really? All right. Not that I'm You know what I'm sure it is? I'm sure it's your reputation spreading as a good guest. And you're out there. Last night, you were out there hanging with the people. I Meeting the people, that. man. Being I really, real. You know what I mean? Like, I want to say it. I really, really 
appreciate you saying that. It's the truth, man. I'm just speaking the truth. That's all I can bank on. Right, man. I mean, there's a lot of... Just being a good person, man. There's not a lot of realness that can go on at these cons. I hear time, The word on the know? street is kind of kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah, but then... But not about me, though. No, man. And don't ever change, man. No one would ever I, want brother? you to change. I'm like the sun. <laughs> Stand the same. Do you have anything coming up that we should be looking for? Triple nine. Triple nine. What's that? Yeah... Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. This cast, I can give you at least the top tier. Okay. We got Norman Reedus, Aaron Paul, Tui Tuo. We what? have Woody Harrelson, uh, Kate Winslet, Casey Affleck, E. Roger Mitchell, Anthony Mackie. It's going to be sick. Dude, that's a, it's that's a sick. lineup, yeah. man. It's going to be a very dope, dope, dope movie. Dude. Uh, that's coming up. That's I guess latter summer, early fall. And how stoked is it then for you to get to work with Norman again? Dude, come on. Oh, man. right on, eh? Dude, Norman, I, Aaron Paul, because we did Need for Speed, so I was able to talk with both of these cats. Oh, like, hey, right man, on, yeah. you know, whatever, what's going on, you know, like that. So, you know, that's happening. I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. Dude, I'm looking forward to seeing it. We had a lot of fun. It's going to be a good film. Dude, I'm never going to miss anything you ever do again, you know? Cell is going to be awesome. Cell is going to be dope. John Cusack and Sam Jackson team up again for the uh, Stephen King novel, Cell. Yeah. That starts to happen, which is nuts. It's going to be crazy. You know how they do it. They're going to be they sci-fi it out and having a good time. Dude. But it's going to be a great genre. Uh, and then also Captive, uh, David Oyelowo, who played uh, MLK in Selma, who I worked right. with yeah, yeah. this past summer. He's fantastic. He's, yeah, uh, yeah. he's a master, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. All of, he's a master. Yeah. So Captive is uh, based on a true story. That's coming out. Paramount picked that up probably about three or four, three months ago. Right. So oh, I'm looking dude. forward to that to pop up. Oh, yeah. Got some other independent stuff. Got some shorts. Got something in the can for 2016, and I'm working on something for 2017. Keep it rolling. Right now. Keep on trucking. So, and yeah. I'm hoping this one for 2017 17 should be kind of special. Do you take any time off this summer? Nope. No? No vacation? When I'm off, I'm off. Right. And when I'm on, I'm on. Because <laughs> when the work comes, you got to go get it. Yeah. And yeah. I've been very, very thankful, so oh, I can't complain. Man. It's a pleasure to see you here. It's, it's it, thanks so much you. for hanging out. It's been awesome getting to know you, dude. Of course, man. The real people like you, just, man. This is just the beginning for us. Oh, dude, I'm going to watch you rise. Well, I'm gonna, we going to help each you. other rise. I'm here for you whenever that? you need me, man. It's Absolutely. About, it's about us. Yeah, and that's right real on. talk. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's about us. Kids, this is E. Roger Mitchell. Know him. Love him. We'll see you soon, dude. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Give me a little Twitter thing. I, I'm not big yeah, on it, all your stuff, but yeah. the Twitter is at E-Raj, E-R-A-J-J, at E-Raj, short for E-Roger. Right, right. E-R-A-J-J, and it'll say E-Roger for real, because somebody stole my name when I did the Hunger Games, yeah, man. Shit. Gosh, oh, man. man. Hey, there's uh, I can't get, I had to do AEW podcast, because uh, I couldn't get an alien weapon. Just yeah. robbed you, man, you know what I'm saying? But it's okay, whoever you are out there, it's all good. Right. But do some Twitter for me. Come on and uh, follow me so I can get my numbers up. All my people will be coming your way, and all your info is going to be on www.anelegantweapon.ca. Thank you. Because we got your back, bro. I'll see you soon. Y'all take care out there.